This is Lynn Singer coming to you live from Lotus Studios in New York City with another weekly podcast based on my book, Breaking into Brilliance. Tonight, I'm speaking with Anne Orterly, a nationally and international board-certified astrologer with a practice in New York City who is becoming known far and wide. I particularly wanted Anne here tonight because I want to investigate the genesis of negative thoughts. And I'm asking Anne what our astrology chart tells us about this. Welcome, Anne. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking to you in the studio. It's lovely to have you. Yes. What can you see in a chart about how we think? Or can you see that at all? Yes, you definitely can. Um, what? Let's just, for the audience, tell them what a chart is. Uh, we cast a chart for the moment you take your first breath of life. And the energy of the sky is incarnated into your soul when you breathe it in. Ooh. And so the chart Poetic. is... Poetic. I know, it's very poetic. Uh, the chart is a picture of you and what you're here to do, why you're here, how you're going to do it, what your life is going to be like. And so when you come to an astrologer, those are the kinds of things they can tell you. So, of course, one of the things you're going to see in the chart is how people think and what kinds of things they think and how they um, self-talk or negatively talk to themselves or positively talk to themselves. Does it also... Uh, and- does it also show, Anne, how they can shift that awareness in themselves? Yes, it definitely does. It's Because every, every energy can manifest in a higher or lower form. Mm. And so the whole idea is applying consciousness to the chart, you're able to shift the energy. Mm. But you have to usually go through some kind of process or steps to make that conscious shift. Because like water, a chart will go to the lowest naturally, you know, flows downhill. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you say, hey, let's elevate it, Mm -hmm. The chart will go up and work to transform things. So, yes. So, give me an example of what that might be in a chart. What negative thinking might be? Mm, What what a negative, what, how that would manifest in somebody, how you could tell that. Okay. um, Without being too technical, because I know that most people don't know what all the technicalities are about of these astrological charts, but... Well, yeah, the premise of astrology is that everything under the sun in, in the world is represented somewhere in the heavens. And the Hermes Trimagestus said, as above, so below, mm-hmm. as within, so without. So the moment of your birth represents, uh, you know, a culmination of who you are and your soul's incarnation. So in that placement of your chart, one of the things that it says is how you learn things, what your parents are like what your authorities are like, how you obey the rules or don't, and kind of what your purpose is here in life. So in the same way we know that there are depressed people and there are happy people, Mm -hmm. the chart shows that by the placement of the planets in the signs, in the houses, or in the particular areas of your life. So there's a number of things that indicate negative thinking, and then there's another a number of ways that you can work with that energy to transform it and shift it and help it become something different. The idea is that you're here to live out your natal potential. So similar to an acorn getting planted in a nice bare field with lots of light and sunlight and water and good soil, as opposed to an acorn 
trying to grow into a tree in a big forest that's dark and it doesn't get any rain and the big trees take all its nutrients. <laughs> uh, what we want to do with the chart is talk to you about how you can nurture yourself, give yourself enough water, sunshine, and good earth. Mm -hmm. And that can be seen in the chart as well as the steps you need to take to get there. So this question also, in the genesis of negative thoughts, um, which are usually stored in our subconscious, right? Yes, so the little it, acorn in the big forest over overhung by big trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lovely, so lovely. So we dig that little yeah. tree out yeah. and bring it to a field and plant it where it gets lots of sunshine and light. Well, the subconscious seems to be ruling us if we do not recognize it and make very powerful choices to to shift it, deal with it. You know, there's a lot of information out about this now. So can you see that subconscious building in someone as a child? Can you see where that, like, before? Evidently, it's... You can see the psychological issues that a person gets from their parents, Mm -hmm. their teachers, or their society. Mm -hmm. You can see the hereditary issues that they get from their family of origin, Mm -hmm. such as race, ethnicity, and belief systems about the tribe. Mm -hmm. And you can also see the past lives. You know, some people don't believe in past lives, but there's a very large body of work on the past lives that you bring in the consciousness from that life, Mm -hmm. and then you have to work with it in this life. You bring in the emotional baggage, so to speak. So all three areas are shown in the chart and have very distinct areas about how you take that little acorn and bring it out to a bright, sunny field. And if I can borrow your book title break it into brilliance (laughs) you can break it free Mm -hmm. and help it get the sunlight that it needs to grow but yes the chart does show that and it also shows habitual things where we kind of tend to have like gerbil brain Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word where we're kind of running in a little wheel and you know we're in that spin mode and where we just don't deal with it. We run away. Right. You know, it shows the coping mechanism that the child learns when they're little mm-hmm. from their family of origin or their environment. You know, how you're cooked, so to speak, in the stew of your life. What I really loved hearing you say is that you can break through. Yes. That, yes, it even is showing in the chart that yes. this can shift. Even The worst possible conditions can get shifted. Yes, they can. And that is really extraordinary to hear. And I think a lot of people really do need to hear that because they hold on to their obsessive behavior, thinking there's no way out. Right. Sometimes, Lindo, I think, you know, you also have to look because sometimes the story that they hold on to serves them to not move. Mm -hmm. And in those cases, those people particularly have a hard time. Because they're 50 years old and they're still blaming their mother or their father Mm -hmm. for what went on, as opposed to saying, I'm a free agent now, and yes, that happened to me, but how do I put it in perspective and adjust now to to the possibilities before me? What do you find are the best ways that people have of releasing uh, forgiveness exercises, a lot of body work, a lot of meditation. Does it show in the chart which might be better for each person? Yes, it does. Basically, the the astrology 
which Jung pioneered as archetypes, mm -hmm. uh, indicate, because he was an astrologer, he had charts on all of his patients. Mm -hmm. There is four basic modalities, the idea, the air, the vision, the, you know, the thinking function. There's the fiery, passionate, visionary function. Mm -hmm. There's the deep emotional feeling, the watery function. And then there's the earthy, solid rock function. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if we think of the elements, the hardest and the heaviest to move are the earth folk. Right. Because that's an earthquake, and we don't have those that often. Um, fires, airs, and water, we understand how to move those uh, on a different level. You know, the wind shifts its direction. The fire flares when you give it fuel or when you put water mm -hmm. on it, it goes out. And the air, uh, the water, you can freeze, you can turn it into gas, or you can put it in water. But in so a, it, it shapes, takes the shape of its container. But in so a practical way, what what does the chart show about what would be the best thing for people to do, given who they are, in order to break their little acorn out and grow? You have to analyze you have to think about, and, and people do this all the time, and they're talking. They go, I feel, I think, I vision. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they give you the words that their chart are, the energy that they work mm -hmm. with. So with water, you need a new container. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe you want to turn it into steam and blow it away, as opposed to freezing it into an ice cube. And what would be a new <laughs> container? A different shaped bottle. Think of water, it takes the shape of... But the in terms of the, the work that they could do in the world, what would be a new container? They would change their environment. They would change their body. They okay. would, you know, right. work with their emotions right. when they swell up. They would say, gee, my emotions here. Sometimes they literally, I often advise my watery clients to go get in a bigger body of water, go take a bath mm -hmm. or a tub because mm -hmm. they've absorbed other people's energies mm -hmm. and go soak in a tub and they'll feel better. And what do the air people do? The air people need to talk. They're the ones that call you and they go on and on and on and on and on and on wow. because they process through dialogue. And they process through writing, so they journal, they communicate through... This is the way they release themselves and they can grow into a bigger self. Yes, yes. And what, the, what do the fire people do? Fire people move. Huh. The fire people take action, mm -hmm. they dance, they sing, they act it out. Mm -hmm. They're the performers. Mm -hmm. You know, if you watch a, a brilliant performance of something that brings you to tears... It's fiery. It's passion. Right, right, right. Right? Some people have both, though. Some people have. Oh yeah, totally. And yeah. you can combine them. We yeah. are all. We are all comprised right. of all the elements. What is the earth? What do the predominance? What do the earth people do? The earth people. They're the hardest because <laughs> they're they're kind of set in their talking way. to a Virgo, aren't I? <laughs> I'm, you're talking to a Virgo, so we kind of go, yeah, I want to change, yeah, I want to change, and then they go, ah, maybe tomorrow. So the earth people usually it needs something that's quote unquote earth shattering. To get them to change. Wow. But then when they do, it's like a landslide or a volcano. Wow. And they kind of, you know, or an earthquake rather, and they kind of crack open. So when the earth people change, it's irreversible, but it is permanent too. So they can get there, but it's usually a little bit more work pushing that rock up the hill, you know, or pushing the rock over the edge. So... You know the other signs a little bit easier because the but 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 again the earth people can be supported. Water can make them, um, you know, mushy and sensitive, so they're able to be a little more malleable. You know, like when you're making a castle on the beach, um, things can grow in them, so they can grow new ideas. But usually they always have to kind of go back and touch base somehow. And then of course rocks can be changed through the al alchemical nature of fire. 
uh, meaning if you're in a sweat lodge or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, water eventually wears away earth, as we see with the Grand Canyon. Right. And wind can wear away earth. If you go out west and you see some of the canyons that are carved with energy of wind, it just takes a little longer for the earth. This is really interesting. Yeah. One more question. Yeah. We are in a time where, where we're all being told to meditate, right? Well, what happened is a planet of meditation and spirituality entered its first its sign again for the first time in 165 years. Mm. So the higher form of Neptune, which is in Pisces, which is is meditation and mm-hmm. yoga, mm-hmm. a lot of yoga. Mm-hmm. The lower form, drug addiction. So we're seeing a lot of drug addiction and a lot of legalization of marijuana and drugs, as well as a big heroin epidemic and a lot of depression because Neptune can be depression. Mm-hmm. Water is actually very heavy. You know, you think of it as flowing when it's flowing in your sink, but when you carry a couple of gallons of water, right. <clears throat> it's heavy. So water, you know, so we're in a very emotional, sensitive time, and a lot of it is about the vision that we're thinking of. So if we go internal and connect into our soul uh, with that meditation, we're not looking to external world for validation of who we are. Right. We're connecting to our being and then allowing ourselves to go deeper. So all of us, whether we're fire, earth, water, or air, the meditation takes us into a deeper, deeper place. Yes, yes. And sometimes, you know, for the earth people, I'd say lay down on a rock or lay on (laughs) earth or put, you know, crystals on your body. For the water people, I say go soak in a tub. (laughs) The fire people need to climb a mountain and stand on the top and get a new vision. And the air people, you know, just go out with a good friend and chat or go watch something, uh, listen to an inspirational book or read something that helps you. But yes, all of the different elements can be shifted, you know, read something and then meditate on it. You know, like Pima Chombra, um, you read a page of hers and then you meditate on it for half an hour because you're inspired by the words. This is interesting because I do all four things. Well, and all four things serve different purposes because they help us integrate our being, too. Right. We we are comprised of all four elements. Mm-hmm. We often have a preponderance of one over the other, but allowing ourselves to connect in and listening to what our heart wants is really uh, the most important. And it will tell you. It'll say, you know, I need a bath. Or once you get used to listening to it, I mean, mm-hmm. it may give you missed messages and say, I need a drink. And when you hear that, you know, right. you need a bath. Right. You know? <laughs> Right. Or, I need to punch somebody, you need to exercise. Mm-hmm. Or, I want to shout at them, you need to talk it out. You know, And, of course, the body people, I always encourage them to get body work. You know, Go have a massage, go have reflexology, get acupuncture, have them stick you with needles, mm-hmm. uh, and transform. Right. All of this is about transformation. All of and it's going about- to the greater part of who we are, going deep into <laughs> ourselves in order to break into our brilliance. Thank you, Anne. This has been wonderful, really informative. I think everyone listening has gotten a very deep, very clear, small, but diamond-shaped piece of your astrology. I love that. Wow, thank you, Lynn. Thank you for having me, and best of luck with your book. It's epic. Thank you. You're going to change the world with this one, Missy. Truly brilliant. Well, thank you, Anne Orterly. She can be found at astroann.com for readings for events in New York and in other cities and also hosts radio blogs and a fascinating weekly weather report. This is Lynn Singer, and this has been another Breaking into Brilliance podcast. Thank you for joining me. 
I hope you've enjoyed this discussion. I certainly have. And until we meet again, light, beauty, and peace be with you.